Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 241, dedicated to this ballpark, because on April 20th, 1916, the Cubs played their very first game inside one of the best ballparks in all of Major League Baseball, Wrigley Field. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about if spring football, this version of it, is here to stay. And man, let me tell y'all, many of you guys were oh so happy when that mask mandate was thrown away. But first, every now and then, there comes a time in a person's life when they just had enough. And on Sunday afternoon, it sure seemed like Kyrie Irving had had enough of those Boston Celtics fans. Everyone has a boiling point. Everyone has a point where they just are fed up. They're tired. They, they're not going to go on anymore. They are going to lash out and release all of the frustration that has been kept inside of them. And Kyrie Irving has been, or not has been, he is a different cat. He is a different individual. We all hear about him every time, every year during the playoffs, about how he fast from sun up until sundown, does not eat anything or drink anything until sundown on these days. I believe it's during Ramadan. And so we all hear about that portion of him and that sacrifice that he makes during this time of year. We also hear about the sacrifices that he makes or that he has made for his own personal beliefs. Aside from the fasting, going back to the vaccine, he has made very specific sacrifices. And one of them being sacrificing his own playing time in the NBA based off some beliefs that he has. And people say Kyrie is different for that. His sacrifice is different. He has done things that many people would not do. But this is the man Kyrie Irving. People have been quick to talk about him, share their opinions about him, say how weird they think that he is. I saw one man on the Twitter, works for the, the Worldwide Leader, called Kyrie Irving a weirdo, didn't even say his name in the tweet, just said the weirdo when I listened to the podcast, his podcast. So I firmly know, I already knew who he was talking about when he put that thing there on the Bird app. But Kyrie Irving, he's reached his point where he's tired of y'all. He's tired of all y'all that keep coming for his head. He's tired of all y'all that keep sharing your opinion that is going against Kyrie. And he's had enough. And during the game on Sunday, the Celtics and Nets, which was a phenomenal game to watch. Jason Tatum won the game on a buzzer-beating buzzer layup. Kyrie Irving gave the fans, a few Boston Celtics fans, not one middle finger, but two. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, if I was Kyrie Irving, and I'm in, in that situation, would I react in that way? Probably not. But would I react in a way that would be someone that would show how frustrated they are because of things that have been said based off how some of the things that fans are saying, knowing that for my entire career, going even back to Duke, People have been quick to criticize, to go against, to oppose some of the fundamental beliefs that Kyrie has, and to be really quick to talk bad about him. At some point, I think I would go a little crazy, and I would say a few things, and I would possibly not give people the middle finger. Like, that's something I do not to do as a person. That's not a belief that I have. I don't express myself in that way. However, let me just tell y'all. I love talking trash. <laughs> Baby, your boy loves talking trash. And if there's ever a point in time that I would be able to showcase, excuse me, not showcase, 
express myself in a way that would get my point across so that you know Jay ain't playing around. <laughs> Jay is fed up with you. Jay is tired of the things that are going on. Trust me, it would be that time in, in, in Boston when he's playing the game one in the NBA playoffs and those fans are just heckling and going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And Kyrie said, hey, man, look, I know what's going on. I know what y'all are doing. This happens every time I come here. I know I got history in Boston. I know I got, know I got history in the NBA. I'm done. I'm done with y'all. I'm done with this nonsense. And Kyrie Irving said this is the perfect time. This is the perfect way for me to express how I feel about this current thing happening right now. Hey, I, I wouldn't do I would not double bird the double bird, the single bird, any bird. That ain't my way to express myself. However, Kyrie. I get it, man. I completely get it. 39 points, 38 points in game number one. Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, there's a lot of interesting storylines in this. The Nets can win this series. The Celtics can win this series. I hope you got your popcorn ready because this one, man, with Kyrie like this in game number one, I can't wait to see what he does the rest of the series. Let's go ahead and take a trip. To Alabama, because that's a site of the USFL, this version of it. And I'm curious, I'm thinking, will we have a spring football league that sticks around for a really long time? Or will this, will this one fold like the other ones do? Oh, spring is in the air. For numerous people in the US of A, you can hear, you can smell, you can see the things that help you understand and describe spring. Springtime is great. Summer's right around the corner. Beautiful weather. Many people in the Midwest or Indianapolis get ready for the Indianapolis 500. Uh, many people are out there are getting ready to go to baseball games, numerous baseball games throughout the summer going into the fall. I mean, this is a phenomenal time of year. Cold weather and bad weather is going away, going to get the sunshine that we all need and desire in our lives. I mean, this time of year is great. Normally, this is baseball. If you're um, someone that has a youngster in high school, you may be a part of the track team or different things like that where the sports scene, they're spring sports, and you're excited for it. If you have a youngster, you might be someone that is uh, in a soccer league, a spring soccer league, and you're going out there playing games. You might be at a travel league. You might be at junior's baseball game or your little one's softball game. I mean, this time of year is amazing. We all have things that describe this time of year for us. But then there is a thought that we might get a football league that's not during the normal time of year when football is, but we might get spring football. And at some point in time, with the proper planning and preparation and people involved and not making harsh, quick decisions, we might get a spring football league that's here to stay. This past week in the USFL, this version of it started, and the games are being played in Alabama. I was with my dad over the weekend on Easter, and um, they ended, my parents did not want to go out to get any food. Um, they ended up going out. Um, well, excuse me. They, they did not want to eat in a restaurant. They did go out to get food. They, they did the carryout thing, and they went back home and watched um, TV, watched NBA playoffs at their house. And my parents are at that age. I, I get it, man. It's like, we don't want to go out and be around people all the time. How about we just go home and stay in the home that we pay for and that we've worked so hard to get? And how about we just you know, use our own AC, um, drink our own water or drink our own drinks and not do all the extras that happen when you're at a restaurant. I firmly, 
absolutely get it. My dad and I were at were out at his house watching um, the basketball, and um, it was halftime of whatever game the first game was. And my dad said, okay, cool. Like, what else is on? And I said, there's football on. He's like, football? He's like, Jay, it's, it's the spring. It's April. Ain't no football on. I said, no, 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 Dad, there's, there's football on. And so my dad ended up turning, I believe, to the NBC. And sure enough, there was football on. And there was a Michigan Panthers versus somebody else, maybe Louisiana. I don't exactly know. And so my dad was saying, ain't, nobody, ain't no fans out there. I said, yeah, I know. He's like, where are they playing at? I said, they're playing in Alabama. He said, what? He said, they're playing in Alabama. I said, he said, there ain't no Alabama team out there. I said, Dad, I understand that, but the USFL is playing in Alabama. He's like, why? I was like, maybe logistically, maybe for cost. I, I don't know, but they're playing in Alabama. And my dad is like me. Like, why are they playing this game when you have all of these? I think there's eight teams in the, in the USFL. All of them are named after a state, I believe. So you have the Michigan team, Louisiana team, um, so on and so forth. You have all these teams that are that have the name of a state, but they're not playing in the state that their team name is from. They're all playing in Alabama. I'm like, Dad, man, I, I, I don't know. Um, this is just the way that it is. But just think about that little fact about the USFL, and I would really hope that they do the old XFL or the second go-around of the XFL route where they're playing in actual cities and playing in um, places where the fans in those areas can get behind those teams and can root for those teams. I, I love it. I love every second of it. But the USFL is new, this this version of it. You could tell by watching it on the television. If you did not watch it, I heard 3 million of you guys watched the games over the weekend, which I think it's a phenomenal thing. Maybe you did not. Maybe you did not know it was on. Great. Check it out this weekend. The one thing that's going to hurt the USFL in ratings is that you're competing with the NBA playoffs. And because this is not the NFL, we already know that any other version of football on right now is not going to compete with the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs might not be the biggest ratings right now, which I think they're going to be do, they're going to do just fine. Even though LeBron's not in them, they're going to do absolutely just fine. NBA playoffs are going to be, are going to win are going to win everything right now. It's just the way things are going to happen. Um, some of you are waiting for the NHL and the Stanley, Stanley Cup playoffs to start. I'm going to watch that more than I normally do because ho playoff hockey is just literally different. But what's not different is this spring football. It's clear this is not college. This is not the NFL. It's clear if you're a fan of lower level like little league. This isn't that either. Now, it's a higher level than that, higher level than college, better play. But the hoopla and the and the um, things that surround different levels of football, well, the USFL is trying to build something. It's trying to cultivate something. So I have no idea if this is going to be sustainable. But one thing I do believe is there are going to be players that are desiring to play in leagues like this. Now, the XFL is going to start in 2023. They came back. Then they folded, and now they have new ownership, and they have new leadership, and I believe Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad, was around for the second go-around of the XFL, or maybe he was a part of the AAF. Don't really know. Both of them only had a cup of tea it, when they came back, and, the, well, the AAF was new, and it's like, oh, we ain't got no money. Sorry, we're not playing anymore. <laughs> Imagine that. You ain't got no money. You can't pay nobody. The league cannot sustain itself. I surely hope, though, the USFL can sustain itself. I really, really hope that the – XFL that's coming back next year can sustain itself. I firmly do. I believe there is a thirst and a hunger for football in America that's unlike any other sport. 
I mean, over the weekend, like I told you, I was at my dad's house, and part of the time when the USFL was on, and that was not really the best football to watch, but it's football, um, and then the NBA playoffs were on, I flipped and I found a track meet. Now, I am one of the people that can watch a track meet on the television and be back and forth doing things in my apartment or in the home that I'm in and uh, clean up and do some things like that or get personal work done and be perfectly fine watching the track meet. 100 meter, 200 meter, the steeplechase, whatever it is, uh, 1500 meter run, 400 meter hurdles, um, 1600 meter run, uh, 3200 meters. I believe they have those at the top of the elite track level. I can watch it. I can be perfectly fine. Actually, I'm also one of the weird guys. I went to a, a, a high school state championship track meet recently. It was 10 minutes from my apartment. I said, I ain't got nothing to do on a Friday night. How about I go over there to Ben Davis High School and check this thing out? I did. I can do that. I love it. But when, I'm, but when you're a new league coming out, you're competing with a lot of things. So many things that I don't know if one league or two leagues can sustain. Now, if you're saying, Jay, well, the Canadian Football League is coming up and that's going to be coming on soon. Well, yes, but think about that. Do you want to play football in the fall and going into the winter in Canada? I waited a little bit to let that sink into you because I know I would not. Your boy doesn't like cold weather. Your boy does not like things below 60 degrees. Now, granted, 50, 40, it's not the worst in the world. It's bearable. You can handle it. I can handle zero degrees. I don't want to, but it can happen. But there's a reason why the football in Canada is not at the same time as the NFL, not because it can't compete, which it can't, but also because the weather is not conducive for that type of play, outdoor sport in the country of Canada. But the USFL is here, the XFL coming out next year. I believe the XFL recently announced their coaches, I believe Rod Woodson, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, pro, football, pro Football Hall of Famer, excuse me, let me get the naming correct, is a coach in that league. I want to say, not Bill Walsh, Bill Walsh, um, Wade Phillips maybe, I believe was a coach in the XFL. I mean, they're trying to take the proper time to properly plan and prepare for this upcoming league. One thing I would love for the USL, USFL to do, as well as the XFL, is to play these games in different locations around the country. If you have a Michigan team, if you have a team that's in – Texas, if you have a team that's in California, if you have a team in Arizona, even if you have a team in Montana or South or North Dakota, those are probably not ideal spots for a, a team like this. But hey, I mean, if you have a team there, play them in their local areas. Let those people get behind these teams. I understand why the USFL might want to go down this road. I still don't agree with it. Just go ahead and let things happen like they do. One thing I liked about the second go run of the XFL is that week one, you saw fans in the stands, and not just fans in the stands, people repping the, the merchandise of these new teams. They ain't got to know anybody out there that's on, the, that's on the field playing, but they're backing their team. We are Americans. We are humans. We like to root for different things. We like to get behind different things that are happening in our country and in our area. Many people out there, I see it on the Bird app. I see it on the Instagram. I also know how I am. If it's in your local area, especially as a sports fan, you're going to get behind it. You're going to have the pride of your state. You might be from Florida. You might be from South Florida. But if there's a, if there's a team in Tallahassee, you're going to get behind it. You might be from Texas. And you might, excuse me, you might, you might be from Dallas. If there's a football team, a new team in San Antonio, you might get behind it. 
That's what we do as humans. We like to rep things that are a part of us in the state we live in, especially if it's where we grew up. That's a part of us, and we want to get behind that. Hey, USFL, I hope one of your reps is hearing this, one of the decision makers. Go ahead and put these games in the states that rep that are getting the name of these teams, eight teams. Trust me, it's not going to be very, very hard for you to find a spot to play these games. Not at all. You'll be able to broadcast them on the Peacock, on the NBC, on the USA Network, on the Fox. I mean, they're playing these games on numerous stations, so you have every chance you can that you can get to watch them. These spring leagues, they can last. They absolutely can last. However, I think there will need to be some minor tweaking and not people not freaking out when things go wrong, when things go a little crazy with anything new. There are bound to be some hiccups. There are bound to be some snags along the way. And the one thing you don't want to do when there is a snag or when you or when there's a little hiccup, you don't want to make the wrong move, the, the false move, and things go a little bit crazy, a little bit south. These things can sustain. It's going to take good leadership. It's going to take proper leadership. It's going to take people understanding. This is not the NFL, but this can still work in the U.S. of A. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty my face is free at last. Something tells me that when there was the announcement on the airplane that a federal judge issued a nationwide injunction ending the CDC and Joe Biden's airport and public transportation mask mandate, I feel like there was a person out there that uttered those words, maybe out loud or maybe in their head, but something tells me that somebody had those words come out of their mouth. Because as I quickly realized, is that when these mask ma mandates end, and oh, excuse me, let me go ahead and <laughs> correct that real quick. As soon as people realized that these employees in these establishments that have a mask mandate, and I'm using air quotes on purpose because it's not a law, it's just something that they're trying to enforce, even though they know they can't enforce it. As soon as you realize these places like Walmart and Meyer and Kroger and Ross and all these other places and a lot of these malls that they cannot enforce these rules. Y'all was going mask off quickly. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm happy y'all were. Go ahead and go ahead because I don't want something covering my face when I'm trying to breathe. I don't think you do either. Now, granted, some of you out there, and I'm not going to knock you, believe that wearing a mask is the best way for you and other people to protect yourself from the COVID, protect yourself from the variants of the COVID, and that's your belief. You could go ahead and do that. Nobody is going to stop you. But there are numerous people out there, and I venture to say most people out there, don't want that to happen. Don't want that to happen at all. Some of you were wearing a mask, and then all of a sudden when you got that vaccine and you got the booster and the other booster and the other booster... I have no idea how many boosters there are out there. I just know that there are boosters out there. Sorry for the alarm. Um, I had an alarm set for some things going on tonight. And <laughs> you can let you know the show is about to end here very shortly. But I don't know you and I don't know where your stance is on the vaccine and the COVID. I really don't care. Honestly, that's, the, that's not in my mind at all. But the one thing I am very happy for is that this mandate is over. It was an exertion. It was an expression of power. That was wrong from the get-go. It was an expression of power that numerous people out there believed was wrong. It was a little bit of 
people trying to control, go overboard, excuse me, with the control that they can have over a group of people in a country. It seemed wrong. It's always seemed wrong. It's never felt right at all. And I'm glad that it's over. This does not mean that you, nor people in your family, nor people around you, nor people that you travel with in your party can't wear a mask. It's not saying that, that that's not going to happen. But one thing I realized is that most people in America are not going to wear a mask at all. Remember when this first everything went down in March of 2020 and people were saying mask up, mask up, mask up, mask up, mask up. We saw that we had all these vaccine uh, commercials, all these vaccine ads on the social medias, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, maybe on the TikTok, uh, maybe on the Snapchat. I mean, all the, the Reddit, uh, whatever different place you are, we had all these different ads. I don't see those anymore. You know what else I don't really hear much about? Talk about the COVID. You know what's still out there? The COVID. It's, it hasn't gone anywhere, and I told you on here once before, it's not going to stop. I mean, it's going to keep breaking off and different variants and this and that and this and that and this and that. It's just a part of life. This is nothing new in America where there's a new virus and then there's a variant and it's breaking off into different, um, different strands over the span of a year or two. This is nothing new. Our response to it, to me, has always been odd and abnormal. And the response to it has been new. I told someone, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. If you change how you respond to something, don't be surprised if the reaction and the result is something different than the way that you are used to it being. I'm not surprised I'm not surprised that the reaction to this has been different because we have changed how we attack and how we approach different viruses and this virus and ultimately... The reaction to it has been ultimately different than any other virus in the U.S. of A. Yes, some of you go to the Spanish flu and all the pictures and things that you have read. Yes, when you change the way you react to something, don't be surprised if the result is something different than what you are used to. I'm not a philosopher. I just know a little something about life, and this is what I believe has happened in our country. It happens it's crazy. Life is weird. But you know what's not weird? The mask mandate is over. I have a friend going to Colorado. And when I told them that the mask mandate, this was prior to this one ending, got extended to May the 3rd, this person was not happy. I have a brother and a sister-in-law. Well, a brother. My only brother. My brother and uh, his wife are in um, the Dominican Republic, I believe, right now. And they are there for a week. They are going to... They, they have their vaccines. They have their boosters. Um, they are masking up. Um, his, my sister-in-law is pregnant. This is what the way that they want to protect themselves against the COVID. This is what they want to do. And nobody is going to stop them. But I think what we have lost and what we're gaining now is, a self of, is the thought that we can make decisions for ourselves. We don't need people to make decisions for us. One of the best things about America and the lives we're able to live is that we can make our own decisions and we can learn a lot from the decisions that we make and the the decisions that we don't make. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's a great thing that I have. I, I feel bad for people that live in different countries or in the world that they don't have the freedoms that we have to literally make our own decisions from the what we now, some places like in school, you have uniforms and uh, if you're on a team, you have a uniform and at your job, you have a uniform. But sometimes you can you find ways to personalize those things and make those things you make those things who you are and the ability that we have to make our own decisions and not just follow cookie cutter rules and X, Y and Z. It makes us individuals and it makes us who we are. 
And I love that. Over the course of a couple of years, people tried to take away the individual nature that we have and try to make us all follow these rules. It's never been right. It's never seemed right. And I'm glad this mask mandate is better. And honestly, I think it's better for your health. I, I per, my personal opinion, I don't think it's wise. I don't, I don't think it's healthy to cover your face and um, alter how you breathe every single day. This is just me, my personal opinion. I know you may differ or you may agree. It doesn't really matter to me, but... I've always thought that if you could, you could go back to March of 2020 and uh, even though my minimal knowledge on the COVID and the coronavirus itself and the history of it, I, I still was not really um, going along with everything going on here. But um, I'll say it once again. I said it once. I'll say it once again. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. My face is free at last. Guys, I love this stuff. I absolutely love it. Thank you for tuning in to another, to another episode of the Jay Stevens podcast. Make sure you can follow. Make sure to tune in to next week's episode. Have a former pro, former pro athlete that hit me up. A returning guest on the podcast that'll be coming up Monday, and then uh, <clears throat> in the month of May we're going to have a woman in sports month. Going to have our first interview next week. Um, we're going to conduct that interview, and then that will start the first Monday in May, and we'll go through. Every Monday in May, there are five Mondays, which means there will be five women talking about their experience, positive and negative, while being a woman in sports. You can follow me on Twitter. Forget if I said it earlier, at jstevens07. You can also send all of your emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. This has been episode 241 of the Jstevens Podcast. I will see you next time. <laughs>